feminine, mysterious, resilient, sexual, timeless, divine goddess. Welcome to Yoni Chronicles podcast, created by the Yoni for the Yoni. I am Yogi TB, Scorpio Sun, Virgo Rising, Cancer Moon, your guide to understanding the entrance to the universe. So I'm sitting here in my room with my music playing, my candles lit incense going i'm lighting some sage right now just to cleanse my space my area of any negative unwanted energies that do not belong right now as i commence in this podcast episode tonight's episode will be comprised of several different topics you know it's a snow day well snow weekend basically and it's just been nothing but time to just think and just process a lot that has really been going on honestly and To be honest, there has been a lot going on from in the media to the government being shut down for a record amount of days and looks like there is no ending anytime soon, which is very unfortunate. So I'm sending so much love to all my tribe or anybody who is negatively affected by this government shutdown because I can't even begin to imagine how it feels, although I've experienced before, but I haven't experienced it to the extent that people are experiencing it now to these days. But first, you know, I'm fresh out the shower. I'm feeling very relaxed, very light. I have did a face mask before I started the podcast. So my skin just feels very clean, decluttered, you know, unclogged. I have a nice glass of red wine. I have some tea also. I just, I don't know, the mood is just set, the lights are dim, my Himalayan salt lamp is on, just emitting positive energy and sucking in that bad energy. I don't know. Today really honestly has been a day of reflection, and all day today since I woke up, I've been like getting rid of a lot of things that do not serve me honestly. And if you've been hip to this show called like Tidy Up on Netflix, it's basically about showing people simplistic ways on how to get rid of things that don't serve them anymore. And I didn't even watch the show. I just saw like the little clip when you like hover over the thumbnail. And the thing I heard her say was, does this bring you joy? And that's all I needed to hear. Like everything that I threw away today, I had to think about it. I felt it. If I didn't get a spark or some type of chill from it, it's not bringing me joy. Is I'm not attached to it anymore. I don't need it. So it felt really good to throw away a lot of stuff. Like my room looks 10 times better, more organized. It wasn't junky at first, but you know what I mean. And also like just to highlight this weekend is the most I've slept in a long time. Like, OMG. I'm just blessed to have caught up on sleep, caught up on rest. And not saying that I'm just mentally tired my body is really really tired and I can feel it but I'm starting to get back starting to get back on track I've you know prepping myself prepping my area I'm ready for a transition I'm trying to create that space so it can hold what transition is about to come through and the first thing I want to talk about is therapy If you know me or if you follow me on Instagram, you see that I am on a spiritual retreat. I'm on a doing spiritual maintenance right now. So I've devoted the first couple months of 2019 to focusing on my mental, emotional and spiritual health and wellness. 
I am going to therapy. I'm so excited. Thursday was, this past Thursday, was my first session with my therapist. And it was absolutely amazing. You know, I'm an advocate for therapy. There's nothing has to be wrong with you to seek therapy. Let me just repeat that. You don't need to be feel crazy or I don't know, whatever it may be, to feel like you should go to therapy. You can go to therapy and you can be perfectly fine. Granted, there's nothing crazy going on in my life right now, but we still sometimes need a non-biased party to show us what we're missing or assist us with perceiving things a different way than how we actually perceived it. And so Thursday, I was so hyped because so many scheduling conflicts were occurring and I was been supposed to go to my first session, but it happened when it was supposed to happen. And I can honestly say I'm very glad that I made it. I made sure I made it. And in the morning, I was just so excited, like, I'm about to go to therapy today. I'm hyped. But as time got closer, I really felt myself getting super, super anxious. And I honestly did not understand why I was getting so anxious. And when I got there, and I think it was because I did not know what to expect, which is probably one of the best things because the unknown is so beautiful because you have no expectations. And when you have no expectations, you can't be disappointed. You can't be let down or feel like nobody showed up for you, whatever it may be. So when I got there, it was just like, okay, I'm here, you know, twiddling my thumbs. But my therapist was really good. Like the, the language he used with me aligned so much with me and I think that's very important when you're seeking out a therapist or somebody to assist you with whatever healing that you need is this person speaking my language do they understand where I'm coming from or are they trying to push their ideologies or their thoughts or cons or um beliefs on me and that is not the vibe that I got from my therapist at all so I would definitely mention his info towards the end of the podcast and therapy honestly is so big to me it's so important to me and I'm not you know ashamed to talk about it because I've been wanting to go to therapy for a very long time and although I should have probably gone maybe three or four years ago when I was going through a lot with my my past job when I was basically on the brink of like deep depression, but I didn't seek it out. You know, therapy in the African-American community in the African-American household is basically a absolute capital N-O. It's a no, because most families are like, we deal with our stuff in-house. We don't bring in any outside people. If you're seeking therapy, it's a sign of weakness. And I'm just here to tell you, honey, Seeking therapy is not a sign of weakness. Seeking therapy is a sign of resiliency, a sign of strength, a sign that you actually care about your mental, emotional health, about where you are right now and where you are trying to get in the future. You know what I'm saying? So if you are in a place where you are just feeling stuck, stagnant, you don't know, therapy is it's nothing wrong with it, honestly. And, you know, we talked about a lot of things and it really got my wheels turning about relationships in my life, where I am career wise. And the thing we focused on mostly was who is Tierra? What does Tierra want? Who do I see myself as 
next year because we already claim 2019 as a great year but what does the 2020 tier look like and how far am i from becoming that tier and so he really put a lot on my heart he put a lot on my mind and he gave me homework which i think is very important in a way of me holding myself accountable and so i can't wait to go back to my next session which is this week coming up on thursday so we can follow up so yeah i'll like i said i will mention his information towards the end of the podcast he does take insurance which is bomb as hell because a lot of therapists don't take insurance so and he's located in maryland as well and he's african-american man and i want to talk about you know with me on a journey towards healing constantly healing every day although i consider myself a healer i still need healing myself i'm not perfect i still have flaws i still have my days where i just feel unsure i still have my days where i'm just like "Mm, i'm not in it and honestly i think that's what keeps me going and really gets me to focus on achieving full alignment and speaking of alignment I just want to talk about a couple things that come with aligning when your mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, all these energies are like super aligned. Like I have been on birth control since 2008. That was my actually no, I've been on birth control since 2007, 2006, because I had extremely terrible cramps during my cycles so fibroids runs in my family on my mother's side excuse me which are basically very large you know benign cysts and they like cause extreme back cramping throwing up all types of things like I've been in the emergency room before due to my cramping during my cycles and I used to be prescribed 800 milligram Motrin by my doctor when I was like a freshman in college and then it got to a point where I was taking not one I was taking two and then I started taking three then the most I've ever taken was four 800 milligram Motrins now you can I'm sure everybody's good at math I'm not the best at math but that is absolutely way too goddamn much to be taken at such a young age and my body I wore like a double zero when I was a freshman in college and so that was a lot and it got to a point where my body was beginning to become immune to these medicines and so I had to start to up things so I started taking Vicodins Percocets muscle relaxers those were literally literally like the only things that could calm my cramping and I would cramp throughout my whole cycle meaning seven days of absolute pain and granted guys don't know how this feels but it's not fun like it's real you don't want to go anywhere you just feel sluggish you feel ugh. you just emotional you don't feel pretty you just feel dirty I used to shower I still do but I used to shower like three to four times a day like it was crazy I've been on every single type of birth control. I started with the pill. With the pill, I gained so much weight. My hormones were crazy. My mood swings were absolutely insane. Like to the point where I was just arguing with my family and my boyfriend back then all the time. It was just bad energy, negative energy, bad vibes. Got off the pill, I went to the shot, Depo. Hated it. I bled for two months straight, nonstop. Had to stop that. 
And then I got on the Nuva Ring, which I absolutely love the Nuva Ring. But when I was in college, I could not afford it because I was in college and I was a broke college student. And the Nuva Ring was very expensive. The price would fluctuate between like 65 to 100 something dollars. And granted, OBGYNs could give you like a, a coupon code, but it got to a point where pharmacy stopped accepting it. And so I stopped taking birth control for a while. And then I got back on the Nuva Ring, maybe like, 2014 yes I got back on new ring in 2014 um, because that's probably the only one I never had any side effects from no weight gain no hormone issues no mood swings anything like that and then I was like I need something to stop my cramping so I asked my OBGYN at the time and he told me to look into the IUD so I got the Skyla which was for you know women in their 20-somethings, and who've never had children. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm try this out. It's going to stop my period. Never stop my cycle. The Skyla, this was like 2016, 2017. It did not stop my cycle. Um, I did, my period was already down to three to four days at that time, but I was still cramping during the whole time. And with the Skyla, it actually made my cycles last a little bit longer. Sometimes I would not, I would go off, I would come right back on, which was very weird to me. So as soon as I got home from the academy in December 2017, I got that thing taken right out. I got back on NuvaRing, and yeah, this brings us to 2018, this past year. So Obama, with Obamacare, he had it so NuvaRing was free, and you would get three months worth at a time which was an absolute blessing honestly and when I left my job you know I didn't have health care for a while and so by the grace of God I was still getting refills on my NuvaRing automatically which is absolutely amazing and I never questioned it I was just like okay let me go pick it up but in October my NuvaRing came out <laughs> and I, because my Yoni egg came out and I think it pulled my Nuva ring out, but I didn't realize it. So I went a whole day without my Nuva ring and then I came home and it was on the floor in the bathroom. So embarrassing. But I figured I can be transparent and open with y'all because you're my tribe and it's no judgments on here. And so I had to use the next month's dosage for the, the same month that I'm in. So I was a dosage short. And so it came for the next month for me to come on my cycle, which was November. I didn't know if I was going to come on my period, what was going to happen. Granted, I wasn't, you know, sleeping with anybody not sexually active or anything like that. So I didn't have to worry about getting pregnant. But I've, I came on my period by myself. If this was not alignment, I don't know what the hell it was because that's never happened to me before. I, my body has always relied on a third, a third party for me to have a cycle and so I'm like okay let's see how this goes no cramping hold on I'm sorry I just did a little praise dance I got a little jitters just now because I've always been a victim to PMSing cramping the entire time of my cycle and once again like if you know if you know my pain it's not fun at all to the point where sometimes I wasn't going to work I wasn't going to class if I was in school just pain, pure pain, crying, it's uncomfortable, it's not fun. And so December came, same thing. I just got off my cycle. I came in my cycle on Thursday, no cramping. 
today was the last day of my cycle. What's that? How many days is that? Let's go to my calendar. Yep, four days. My cycle was four days. No cramps, no nothing. And I say this to say that once you start to get into alignment with yourself, your body will respond to you. Your body will show you love. The way you show your body love, it will reciprocate that same love back to you. I'm telling you, like, alignment is universal. What you're putting in your body, what you're eating, who you're allowing in your body, what they're eating and transferring to your body, all this stuff coincides, all this stuff, like, feeds off of one another. So just being mindful that your alignment can change so much for you, like, it's lit. I'm honored, I'm blessed that I don't have to rely on birth control anymore because I'm tired. I was tired of putting chemicals into my body as well. You can just see different changes, your energy levels, you know, your skin changing, all those things. Um, your relationships, when things are in alignment, relationships change. How you communicate, how you give and receive love. That's why I'm so excited to be going to therapy because I want to really be in a space where when it's time for me to receive ultimate, genuine, authentic love from another being, I'll be able to fully give them 100% of me and receive them 100% and be able to show it for myself, then show it for them. You know what I'm saying? Also, alignment fully comes into play with abundance in all forms, not just monetary, but how the connections, networking, the miracles, the people you meet, you know, the lives you change, the smiles you put on faces, like all this is real. And when you start to live a certain way, when you start to look at things and people a certain way, all of this will fall into fall into line. Like every morning I wake up now, I'm, I say, I'm going to expect a miracle. Thanks to Ashley, Coach Hope on Instagram. You know, she says that, she posts that every day. Expect a miracle, expect a miracle. And it wasn't until I realized, like, you know, your thoughts can really deter a miracle from happening. Like, if you just wake up shitty and, like, today's going to be a terrible day. And then eight hours later, your day was some absolute shit. Realize that words hold so much weight and your thoughts to do too. So when you feel yourself about to think negatively, uh-uh, stop it. Uh -uh, mm -mm, don't do that. Press that button. Abort mission. Don't even think like that. Don't even talk like that. Don't look at it like that. Wake up in the morning. Thank you. Just say thank you. That's why I usually do thank you. Or just say something like, I love my life. Whatever it may be. Or if you take like... Wake up five minutes earlier than your alarm just so you can just sit and just bask in everything. I'm here for another day. Once again, these bodies that we have are temporary. These are just vessels that we're inhabiting for a certain amount of time. And you just never know when your time has run out. So I want you to, like the song that's playing in the background, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself so you can be able to take care of others. Like, I've been... One thing we were talking about in therapy was how I am interacting with my mom and my stepdad right now because 
I really want them to take care of themselves and honor themselves as far as like their health more, take it more seriously. And I'm finding myself at a point where I am frustrated with them because it's like I want them here for a long time, but I need them to realize that themselves. And it's, and I have to be able to see them as people, not mom and stepdad. I have to be able to accept that I can't throw my my thoughts, my opinions, my beliefs on them. And I just need them to, I just need to be able to hold space for them, basically. So I really want you to honor yourself. This comes into boundaries. Like, my best friend sent me this ebook on like last week basically and it's the title is transforming our relationships dating romance and more and so I'm reading it I'm like okay I got time because this weekend has been nothing but reflection decluttering my life decluttering my space and time to be transparent and honest with myself about a lot of things like going back and looking at the relationships I had with men this past year How were they? Were they healthy? Were they abundant? Whatever it may be with my family, with my friends. And one question, it's about three sets of journaling questions. So the first set I did tonight. And one question was saying that triggered the shit out of me. And I found myself when I read it, I was like, damn, I just checked the shit out of myself before I even started journaling. And she checked me too was what are ways that you make changes or shifts in your life for potential partners that you haven't made for yourself? And I had to pause for a second, like, damn. Like, I even wrote down, like, oh, shit, like a real check. And it's just like, we do this so unconsciously, so easily in relationships that it doesn't make any type of sense. And it was just like, damn, I had to think, like, how many times have I done this? Opposed to how many times I haven't done it. And the how many times I've done it clearly outweighed how many times I haven't done it. And so it comes to the point where it's like, where do I just stand in my truth, stand in my power, stand in myself so a person can meet me where I'm at and not me jumping 10 feet in the air to meet them where they at when they not even making an effort to do anything for me or hold space for me mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and it's just all physical. So in 2019, I want us to think about how we can shift for ourselves before we make that shift for others because is that person even worthy enough for me to even make any type of shift for them and if I am making that shift how much of a shift are you making because if they aren't willing to meet you in the middle or meet you even more than halfway whatever it may be are they meeting you period that needs to be that needs to be had that conversation needs to be had with yourself before you have it with others and it definitely triggered me. It's something that I need to work on definitely because being me, I'm always been just like a a natural nurturer. Like I feel like I have to just swoop in and save people. And I can't always be like that because nine times out of ten I get the 
most times I get the short end of a stick when I think I'm being more open and vulnerable, when I'm being open and vulnerable in the wrong types of ways. As far as it's, it's made me honestly a little bit scared to date nowadays because you just don't know who's really genuine with you. And I post a lot of things on Instagram and it's been instances where most people who contact me are more so infatuated by the thought of me shout to Sid because we definitely had these conversations and when she said that I was like damn they're more so interested in the thought of me than what Tierra really is yes you know looks cool thank god I you know blessed with the looks from my parents but it's just like what if I have no substance underneath all those looks Granted, I do have substance, you know, not just book smarts, but, you know, I'm a real ass person. But um, that is just kind of discouraging at the end of the day, because the way people approach you sometimes, it's like they try to butter you up, you know, get to know you. When all really, only thing they really want is the physical. They just want sex. And still so it's like, what if I'm just some shit in bed, too? But that's besides the point. But just being just a reminder to just protect your space and protect your energy at all times at all costs I will never stop you know preaching that talking about that and I just want to give a shout out to my sister Alex and bro Justin for getting engaged this past Wednesday you know this is a love story that we've been watching unfold since college at Penn State and this was overdue and I'm so happy for you guys not happy I am joyous and I am so so fulfilled i'm excited for y'all this is going to be so fun and it's just making me think like damn life is happening so much so fast and like marriage is real and it's funny because i'm in massage school right now a lot of you don't know that it's literally taking up a lot of time but it's so worth it it's a lot of info it's a lot of knowledge and I'm in class with some some very interesting people we're all we're together about four to five times a week a lot of hours throughout the day so we're all getting to like warm up to each other getting to know each other more last week I was having a convo with two of my classmates about marriage both of them are military veterans they one has been married she's divorced now and the other one he is married but he's not married married and I wanted to share that conversation with you all so I would like you all to take a listen and just let me know what you think about it and at the end I'll jump back in to close out and send you all my love so thank you for sticking with the kid and I honor you and I support you To it i want to send my love i want to send you know ease of heart ease of mind to the victims and all those affected by this r kelly mess that's been going on if you know me you know i'm very passionate about human trafficking child sex trafficking anything that has to do with sexual crimes any abuse anything of that nature you know this stuff is not funny it's real and watching that I know people are a lot outraged because people like it took a documentary to bring light to all this stuff but honestly I never knew he was married to Aaliyah at such a young age because I mean I was young myself but 
as the years have gone by, I've always wondered how this man was just still, you know, free after that scandal, the sex tape scandal where he was peeing on that young lady. Like, it's crazy. And it's upsetting because this man was a victim himself. And in turn, he has victimized countless people. And I believe that everybody should be held accountable from his team that he's had around him, from the parents of these young girls who were allowing them to be around this man, knowing, excuse me, all the things that have gone on. Excuse me. And it just reminds me of like the pimp mentality, the way he baited in these girls and these women, promising them all these things, and then how he just did a total 360 and honestly broke them down mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And they're lost. Like, that documentary, it really was triggering, honestly, for me, even though I've never been a victim of sexual violence, but I have been a victim of mental abuse and emotional abuse in a past relationship. And so it was just like, dang, this is so crazy to me. And my heart is going out to these young girls and these women, and I hope they find that healing that they need. I hope justice is brought as well because it's in absolutely no way this man should be walking after all the things that he's done and it's just disgusting because he knows he can't be touched he can be touched but he has that attitude like is nothing gonna happen to him and so i just really hope people wake up and they see that us black women black girls we matter and the fact that there's no value to us when we give life to so many people is insane and i just want you to know that if you're a victim, you've ever been a victim, know that I support you, know that I honor you, know that I'm, I will always hold space for you, regardless of what it is, I do not care. And know that you're stronger than what you think you are. Know that you are resilient, know that you are deserving, know that you are worthy. And I'm sending you my love and I'm sending you a virtual hug. And yeah, let's just get into this episode. So, I'm sitting here with my classmates, two of my very good classmates, Danny and Antonio, and we're talking about marriage. One has been in a marriage, and the other one is married now, but Antonio posed a question this morning, and I would like him to ask it again. <laughs> what question do you have? When you said about... Uh, you said, why do... You said, is marriage natural? Yeah. And I said, I don't think marriage is natural, but it's just something that we are trained and taught to do, right. basically. Right, right. So what question do you have for me? I just wanted to finish our call, though, that we were having. Well, like, it's, marriage isn't natural. Yeah. Isn't. Like, why did you get married? Well, I got married because... <laughs> I got married because, you know... I wanted to show her that I was committed. And I feel like at the time, it was like she didn't take me serious until I said, let's get married on her end. So I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing by getting married. And But hold up, how long were you guys together for? For about a year. Okay, so for a year, 
Now, were you guys living together at this point? Yes, yes. How long? Basically the whole year that we was together. Maybe, oh, okay. Maybe eight months. Okay. Out of that year. All right. I want to uh, stop you, though, because before we even got into that, you said you're not married, married. You're married. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, um, I don't know what that means because I'm single and I've never been married. But Danny knew what you were talking about. But you assumed assumed I knew what you were talking about, but I didn't know what you were talking about. I don't know what married (laughs) means, not married, married, like double married. Married, married means that you dedicated your in. You're entwined with yeah. one another. You're like you love it. it. Everything you do, it exudes marriage. Yeah, it's on the same page, like, like the same spectrum. I love this. This is my wife. I'm here, you yes. know. And when you're married, it's like you're just there. You're just existing. Yeah, like you're doing, like you're cooking, you're cleaning. You're just with another person. But so, it's not the same happiness. It's just you're there. And I was wondering, and I asked him, I said, what did I say? I said, why did you even get married? No, I said, why are you still married right now? Like, what's the point of you still being married if you're not even, like, fully into it? Well, to be honest with you, we are in a place right now where we're getting ready to get a separation. So that's to be truthfully, but I stayed married <clears throat> for so long because I was trying to provide my children that something that I didn't have. Right, that image of a, healthy, of a healthy household. Right. But what I'm learning is if you're unhealthy in this situation, it's still an unhealthy environment for the kids. Ooh, say that again one more time for the people in the front. <laughs> Say it again, say it again. If it's still an unhealthy situation while you're in marriage and the environment is unhealthy, the kids are still going to be unhealthy because it's an unhealthy environment. Ooh, that's a word. You better preach. Okay, so, and then also we was talking yesterday and you said... Because you, you got, like, you know, of course, everybody's personal stuff going on. And you, like, going out of town to take care of some things. And I was asking, were you going with your wife? And you said no, because she's not affectionate. Not a nurturer. Not a nurturer, yes. yes. Not a nurturer. And that made me think about somebody else I know who I hold really close to me. And he was telling me that he was experiencing that same thing in his marriage. And so I just want to know, like, and you have children. So that was interesting that you said that because I think of women, you know, we're natural, we're nurturers naturally. Yeah. I don't even have children and I'm a nurturer. You can ask all my brother's friends. Right. They call me mom. Like, those are my children. So, like, it just makes me think, like, how do you have children but you're not a nurturer? So how does that, how is that in your household, in, in your marriage, how does that affect it? On my end of the spectrum, I think this is what she craved in her past too because when you're not when you're not groomed up in a stable environment your mother wasn't healthy for you you still want that so i believe in my situation with my current wife because she wanted that she got married with me so she can kind of have that image but i don't believe that she was ready because she wasn't given a proper example to be a nurturer, so she doesn't know how to be a nurturer. She don't know how to uh, have those feelings of 
love and empathy and just you know be in touch with oneself but and that's definitely how you do how you grow up as a child definitely puts like how you are going to be as an adult you know like I grew up with no father figure in my life right so like being when I was married you know being married he wanted to be a father and I was like okay but I thought it was strange because you know men want that and what I knew was oh but women do all the work like men are not around Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it was kind of strange but since I couldn't give him that family he found it somewhere else so that's you know on my end it didn't work I couldn't provide him with children but to me that just means our marriage wasn't supposed to work you know it wasn't all kitty cats and unicorns yeah we had a big beautiful house a big beautiful backyard and animals but it's we were on two different spectrums and you were I want to jump to you Danny because you were in the military also and you were married and you said you you said you got married when you were 21 and he was older than you he was nine years older than you how does that even work you young in the military you getting good money good paychecks traveling all over the world what so as a you can't be with an older man. No, you can't be with an older person. But I'm just trying. How did that work for her, oh, being okay. so young in the military and you have all that freedom? I'm sorry. Excuse nah, me. Nah, I was just. Um, I mean, honestly, like how I grew up. I grew up with a single mother. You know, I uh, I learned how to work for my money. You know, going out, getting a job. I I didn't really date growing up because they were all young little boys and I was like no I want a man mm-hmm. so going into we want men's <laughs> not these little boys out here <laughs> men's m-e-n-z men's <laughs> not little boys not little babies exactly you know we want a manly man who can you know be a lumberjack and protect you and just you know you know be a daddy at home as well you know with a family but for me You know, yeah, I was really young going into the Marine Corps, but it was it was easy. You know, people you you didn't think about your age, you know, you you really didn't think about your home life or behind closed doors because you were with each other all the time. And Mm -hmm. like you just create all these bonds and, you know, the energy and the trust that you have with one another. It's just it's nice. It's mutual. And, you know, you respect each other. So. When it comes down to getting intimate and having relations, you know, you don't think of your age until, you know, later on in the fact, yeah, I was 21 and he was 30. I was his second wife. Was he born for you? No. After a while? Like, after a while? Was yeah, was he keeping up with you? <laughs> yeah. Because um, it's hard as an older man to keep up with a younger woman. Does that discourage you? Or intimidate you, I should say? No, I don't believe so he's a scorpio by the way y'all so a lot (laughs) probably doesn't intimidate him but i'm just saying like you know like you see you have these young girls or even like somebody that's around my age we're always busy like always busy always moving around always switching things up i changed my hair color up twice three times in like two weeks like always on the go so Mm -hmm. for not you in particular but just overall generally how do you think that makes older men feel i guess i should say if you're an older man and you're dating a younger lady you just have to make sure your speed your energy matches her energy because women are already intense creatures anyway but if 
So if you can't match her intensity, then you need to date either your age as a man or older woman. So date a grandma. <laughs> JK. Because there's some grandmas out here that look good. Get and, on Instagram. And they got a lot of energy, too. They, oh, that's true. So women have a lot of energy anyway. So that's why I say yeah. as an older man. Was he man, born? After a while, yeah. But also because we were trying to conceive Mm. You know, our intimacy level. Intimacy. Yes, thank you. <laughs> level okay. was a lot higher, you know. So mm. we were intimate, you know, two or three times a day. But when we weren't trying... It two was- to three times a day? Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Clear skin. <laughs> Eating good. <laughs> Sleeping good. I mean, come on, you know. Morning, come home on my break, you know, in that evening time. Wow. That's a lot of energy. <laughs> but also, like, I'm the type of person, like, my body was not having it, mm-hmm. you know? And I knew and I started to believe, like, is this what I want? Mm-hmm. Is this what I should be in here in this place with this person? And after a while, you know, I was just, a lot of signs were coming to me, like, I was the provider. I was going out of my way to make not just myself happy, but, you know, my significant other. And he wasn't reciprocating. And it was very hard and stressful for myself. And yeah, and then the groan comes and, you know, he he wanted that family. And since he couldn't get it, you know, that made him go find it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And it broke my heart because it made me feel like I wasn't good enough for him. You know, and that image sticks with you with other relationships and other people, but it's just that one person you got to think about. Like, it just didn't work with them. doesn't mean it's not going to work with somebody else. But also, that in my perspective, I don't think I would ever get married again. Okay. Me neither. Neither? neither. I would just have a long partnership. I don't think it's anything wrong with it. Like, you know, what's it called? Like, when people just, like, back in the day, when people common used law to... Marriage. Yeah, common law marriage. People just used to be together mm-hmm. all the time. And you don't need a title. I feel like a title. But also, something very interesting. Um, common law marriages back in the day, so with people who wanted to get around um, premarital sex, they would say uh. they would hold hands with their other person, you know, man and woman, hold hands and say, oh, we're married. So that technically was a common law marriage and they could have sex. So all you had to do is just hold hands like we married. Yeah. Dang, I'm about to start this, holding. This free, this, free, <laughs> huh? this free world that we living in now. I want to go back to something you said, though. You said you realized like during your marriage that in your body something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And you took it upon yourself to make a decision to not force anything, but to honor your body and the energy you were feeling. And I really think that's important, not only for women, but for men as well. Like if you feel like something's not right or something's not aligning with you, you will receive signs. And you actually said the word signs. Like it was so many signs there and you honored them. And I think that's why the universe just really looked out for you in your favor. Even though it was a nasty breakup, I was talking to my wax technician and I was telling her about a situation I was dealing with. And she just told me like, you have to realize everybody's not going to be able to share you with the world. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to basically, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that is okay. Because that just means that that person wasn't even on your level or vibrating at your same energy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can't take it. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it sucks. But at the end of the day, 
you have to look at, you know, how far you've come, like where you are now. Yeah. And how amazing you are because although he might have went and started another family, that don't mean he happy. You know what I'm saying? Or and then that's not none of our business. It's funny. Oh, well, it's funny because you know, I went and I got I filed for divorce. I separated and it took me almost two and a half years for my divorce to go through. On top of that, I was paying alimony. I was paying his health insurance, his oh my dental. Gosh. You paid I, all that. Yes, so the you woman. Were the man. I was with a gr- full grown man in his 30s, early 30s. What did he get out of? He got out of the Marine Corps and before me. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. And that's how you got caught up with So, that. yeah, so he got me good for a couple of years after, mm-hmm. but I haven't talked to him. He just made contact with me after over four years, and. He says that he misses me and he loves me, but also. Okay, so let's pick back up where you were basically saying, basically he went back to his ex-wife. Yes. She's a clean-up woman. Yes, yes, after I left him, he went back to his first ex-wife and whatever, he didn't have a job, he was moseying around, and that actually within the two years when I was going through the divorce, he was staying with her, but she was engaged to another man. Oh my gosh, this is messy. You know, but let me pick up my tea, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, how why is your ex husband in your house when you're with another man and you're trying to have a family? Okay. But um, now he's with a woman who has a daughter, and uh, he's been with her for the last couple of years. And I know that because of mutual friends. But uh, he is not happy, and he has reached out to me, and he wanted. Oh, I stopped that real quick. Get the fuck out of here, kick rocks, boy. Like I'm good. Listen. Flag on the play. She don't want you back, homie. Wherever you are, <laughs> she's good off of you. I'm Keep that same energy that you had. How long ago was that? Oh, years. Years, years. ago. Yeah. Years ago. That's my Boston <laughs> accent. Years ago. Keep that same energy. So how does that, like, did that trigger anything in you for him to reach back out to you? Like, I would feel... I was angry. I would feel some type of way. Like, don't try to play with me. I feel like you'd be trolling me doing it. Like, you know, I was very respectable when I responded. But on the inside, I was so angry and disgusted and, like you know, humiliate, humiliated again. And I was just like, you know, after you literally put my name through the dirt mm-hmm. and you did so many horrible things, right. you know, especially to a woman, right. you know, and you're a mama's boy, so you should know better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I felt bad. I felt bad that you literally have not found yourself and you have no peace and you're just a sad, lonely little boy. And, you know, it just it just goes to show you how your home life was when you were growing up. Like, you didn't have, you know, a good family life, and it shows. You know, like, spoiled, and it shows. Like, you can't support yourself, and it shows. You know, you need a woman, and it's... If you can't support yourself, then what's the point? I just want to say that Danny is glowing. She's so amazing. <laughs> She's a barber. Can you say barber for me, please? Say it. I'm a barber. I love it. I love it. Okay, so Antonio, back to you. This marriage talk, man. Like, is it worth getting married? Like, let us know. No, it is not worth getting married. Why is it not worth getting married? 
I think it puts a I think it puts a different type of perspective on the relationship. Like when you just dating and before the whole paper the marriage thing, it, it's really no obligations and you have fun with each other and you're not really thinking about the even though you're committed, you're not thinking about the commitment. Mm-hmm. Then once you get married, here comes the obligations. You bond, you're bonding yourself with one another. And it's just, you know the obligation is there and it makes everything tedious and boring. And it you, takes the spark out of it. But do you think that just depends on the people, though? Like, a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know, like, my age are married or getting married. And a lot of their marriages are, like, bomb. Yeah, good. So do you think it depends on, like, the energy that you have that you share with that person yeah. or just like how you both grow at the same time yeah. in a marriage because people will say marriage is a job I would never want to look at if I looked at my marriage as a job I wouldn't want to be in it right yeah. because I feel like job is attached to a slave like that's a slave thing like no I'm not in the I'm not a slave like if I'm looking at something that I want to be in I'm passionate about it so I want to have a passionate marriage like I was thinking about that when I was driving to class this morning. I was like, dang, I'm thinking about the type of partner I want. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, duality, all these things that I want. But that was that was a quick thought, and it went away really fast. But also, I have a question for Tony, though. You're a married man. Have you... I know that you say you love your wife, you love your family. I do not doubt that at all. But being with, you know, your significant other... Do you think that you've ever met somebody who is literally almost a perfect match for you while you're married? Because I know I've been in that situation. Like you're so... Ooh, answer this, please. Because I talk a lot about soulmates, and I feel like sometimes you meet multiple soulmates. Like I know I've met one of my soulmates, but me and him are not together. Like that, I feel like you're not supposed to be with all of your soulmates. They're they're just supposed to bring something out of you. They're supposed to teach you something, and that's like a good point in your life. You know, move on. You still have love for that person, but ooh, that's a good question. To answer your question, yes, I have. Yes. And how did you act upon that like situation? Like how did you approach it? Okay, I wanted to act on it because, you know, the saying goes, the grass looks greener. But this did appear greener to me. And I wanted to approach the situation, but I had to understand what I have going on in my life. And I don't want to bring any other energies to a, a possible soulmate. To kind of drag that down, because we we continue to carry energies. Speak on. So if if I was to approach that situation while I'm still in my current marriage, that can affect that situation, and then we'll look at each other like enemies as well. That was deep. I don't even. <laughs> that was so deep. Okay, so it's hot. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, I think it's hard. That's just going into being disciplined, too, as well, having respect for your marriage. Even though you and your partner are not, like, on the same level, the fact that you can still 
exercise that level of respect and honoring boundaries is very important and it says a lot so you said you're never going to get married again no. why what if you do meet that that person that is like your soulmate and you're like we're going to be life partners but what until if, we die but what if they want to get married don't want to ring. Say you're engaged. <laughs> I mean, we can have a ceremony, something intimate between us, but the whole paper thing, I don't think I would, would do that, no. And it would be tempting because if I was really in love with this person, you would want to do what makes them happy. But I got to think about my happiness, too, because my happiness matters, too. I think that's important. I speak about all the things that they're saying. I talk about this all the time. Like, if you're not happy in your situation or not even happy or if you're not feeling joy, if it doesn't bring me joy, how can I even? Like, the more I think about it, I think I'm going to be like my mother. Like, um, she married young to my father. She had two children, but uh, she ended up getting divorced after about seven years or so. And growing up, you know, I was always her priority, myself and my brother, but, you know, she did date, but men were never around, but as we got older, you know, she started dating, but they weren't serious relationships. Mm -hmm. She had her home, they had their home, and it was just like a partnership, Mm -hmm. and that's what... I think it's really solidifying it for me is like I need my own space, I need my own home, my own time, but still have my partner. Not on my own time, like on my terms. On your terms, on your time. Yeah, Yeah, but like it's a mutual respect. You know, like we're together, it's just us, but we have our own homes. And I was saying, I I do like that. And I was saying to, to them, like, if something doesn't bring you joy or serves you or fills you up, like, don't force it. You're not obligated to do it. You're not obligated to be a part of it. Um, just being mindful, like, in your relationships and stuff. Because you, if you can't be fully there, show up for yourself, how can you allow somebody else in your space? Like, if you don't know how it feels to be alone, because there's a difference between being alone and feeling lonely. Being alone is a choice. Feeling lonely is you're you're missing something, and you're trying to fill voids constantly, and it's not satisfying you, and that's only temporary. You know what I'm saying? Like a void, filling a void is temporary. It's like a habit, a drug habit. People or people who drink alcohol, like alcoholism or sex addict, temporary. Yeah, it gives you like that warm fuzzy feeling for 10 minutes and then it's gone and that's why they're still chasing it you know and that's why I had to change how I approach relationships I'm like I'm tired of having empty sex like if I'm if I'm gonna talk to somebody it's gonna fulfill me and that person too you need the passion yeah and not even saying I'm gonna be dating this person forever but all my interactions with people I promise myself are going to be intentional filled with intent not just all right this looks cool let me try it out because I'll be annoyed all right all right so we had to take a lunch break because we are in class today we just being delinquent and not paying attention um so right back to it I was thinking when I had went to use the bathroom, like, as far as Antonio. Oh, you remember? You, yes, I do remember now. You <laughs> and your um, 
partner, your wife, you know, you guys are going through what you're going through. How do you, how are you going to, I guess, like, because your children are young. Um, my son is 11 and my daughter is four. Yeah. So how are you guys going to, I guess, hold space for them in order for them to transition as you guys transition? Because my parents got divorced when I was really young. And I will say that it affected me even to the person that I am today. Even though I'm, you know, clearly I turned out pretty decent, but... Well, before I answer your question, answer this for me. In what ways did it affect you? So that can help me prepare. You, so you can oh, okay. help me okay. prepare. Um, so, I mean, like Danny was saying, like the way I look at relationships, the way I receive and give love, um, I had to get to a point where I wasn't feeling a void because my dad wasn't there. I mean, my dad is there. Like, me and my dad close everybody knows me and my dad are close but I was living with my mom majority of the time we would go with my dad's on my dad on the weekends but I had to make sure I wasn't using guys to fill the void of my dad because you know like the dad I, I didn't have anybody to tell me this is what you look out for when you start dating guys I didn't have like oh, your dad didn't yeah I didn't you. have those talks yeah because my dad my dad's a great dad he learned how to be a dad as he got older he's in his 50s now so clearly he's set in his ways but you know, you know how some people are just not meant to be parents. Right. And that was who my dad, my dad's a bachelor dad. That's what I like to call him. Right, right. Because that's what he is, a bachelor dad. Like me and your dad have a lot in common. He's a Scorpio. Yeah, he's a Scorpio too, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. See, my mom's, I grew up with a single mother, and I, I call her a bachelor mother. She mm-hmm. will never get married again. Yeah. But she'll date, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have... A, a boyfriend, a significant other. She's, you know, she's a little player. Yeah. But she deserves it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why not? Now that you <laughs> a- answered that question for me, I do have a reply to your question. Um. Well, first and foremost, how I plan to, you know, keep my children grounded is to let them know that it's about them and it's not about us. Mm. Number two, letting them know that nothing was their fault. The reason why me and their mother split once mm. we once we do that. <coughs> because I think that's very important to let the kids know, like, none of this was your fault. And it's about you right now. Our job as parents is to make sure the children grow up and don't have the... Um, insecurities that we have right i like that word um so i'm going to remain in their life on a constant basis i'm i don't want to be and that's no diss to your father i don't want to be a weekend father yeah i want to be more engaged in that Mm -hmm. if and i do feel like that me and your dad have a lot in common but i want to be a little bit more engaged and He's not like that now. But that's when I was like, when me and my brother and I were like toddlers, you know what I'm saying? Like little ones. Like he would just throw us on our grandparents and he'll go out. I'm not saying he was like non-existent, but he was living his life. My dad travels a lot for work. So that's basically what was going on. Um, Go ahead. I know that um, you say you have a good father and I just want to be a good father. And I, I want to be somebody that my parents wasn't to me, because right. my biological family wasn't in my life. So, 
And I always say you turned out pretty good. Both of you are military veterans. Thank y'all for your service. And before I always close out with people, I always have people fill in the blanks. Are y'all ready? Okay. And just you just have to say whatever comes to your mind. Alright, okay. right? I'm gonna start with Danny first because ladies first. All right, ladies. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> My yoni is, oh wait, okay, so let me do this first. So yoni is the female sexual organ, lingam is the male yeah, sexual no. organ, right? So I would say yoni, yoni is, is, is your vagina, yeah, it's a Sanskrit term for <laughs> vagina. Okay. And so everything I say first will be tailored towards you, then everything will be tailored towards him. So my yoni is, my lingam is. Good to you. I call him. Hammer. Ladies, he's hammer. <laughs> he is fantastic. Divine masculine freedom looks like me. Thank you. You ready? Okay. Ready, Danny? All right. My yoni is beautiful. I call her Jasmine. She is sensual. Ooh. Divine feminine freedom looks like flowers with that being said thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode i really hope you enjoyed it thank you for the constant support as always remember to take care of yourself honor yourself make sure your level of discernment is on 1000 i honor you and i support you namaste love